This is the Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Our guest today is Lisa Ashman, and boy, does she have an incredible story! So we're going to just get started and get this、uh, ball rolling. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me, China. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem.、Um, first of all,、uh, my first question to you, because everything that you've been through,、uh, you told me that God helped you see it. See you through. So, what does God mean to you, for our listeners? Well, He's our Creator, our Mentor, and He guides us through our lives. He shows us the way through the storms, and He walks with us. You know, there were days that I didn't know which way to turn, and somehow I got those God nudges that just kept me going forward every day. Wow, that that's unbelievable. I know exactly what you're saying because I've been there. True story, you know.、Um, and God does help you see the way. And and I know a lot of people sometimes don't realize that or don't think of that. But if you ask Him for help, He'll guide you in in the way that you need to be guided. And that could be, you know, making a phone call and. You know, getting the right connections and talking to people, and it's not only about God putting His hand on you, but Him helping you to see which direction you need to go. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, because sometimes we don't know which way to go, and and life can get hard, and and the situation that you were dealing with,、um, I, I don't even know what I would do. And there's probably a lot of people in the same boat. They they wouldn't know what to do. So basically, what would happen is they would be destitute. So、um, my second question: When did you realize you believed in God? At birth, I was raised, you know, Christian and Catholic, and you know, I went to church, and I always just believed in Him, and that He would, you know, whenever I had a problem, that He would be there to answer for me. Yeah, yeah, Amen. That's true. I, same.、Um, I was raised Catholic, but、um, I don't know if you—you you probably don't know my story. But、um, I, whenever I would go to church, I would cry, and and I didn't know why, you know. And later on, I found out and came to the realization that it's because I love God so much, you know.、Mm-hmm. And then、um, I don't know if you get this, but when. You're Christian, or you believe in God. People think that you think that you're perfect. Is that true for you? No, no one's perfect. Amen. Yeah, God loves children, and we're unique, and He loves us all. Yeah, yeah, that that's very true. I believe that as well. 
this is brings me to my next question. When did you realize something was wrong with the mortgage company that you were, was dealing with? When did you realize something was wrong? Probably about four months after we bought the house, I started questioning things. And, you know, I thought I got my answers and no, I didn't. Um, and then about a year later when everything kind of just started to crumble and that's when I started to really research what was going on and that's when it started the battle. Uh, it didn't ensue until 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, Elaborate a little bit more. You know, what was the first thing that you noticed that happened? Well, they were suspending our payments. They weren't, they would take a payment, cash the check and put it in suspension. Okay, they did that for about four months in a row, which would trigger a foreclosure notice. Okay, um, there was, you know, the bank and their service. Let me, let me stop you right there for a second. When you say they put your payment into suspension, how did you know that? Was it on the documentation that you received, your receipt? How did you know that they did that? Because there might be people out there that, that might have received that and don't know it. So how would they know? Because I would pull the account up online, I would it would show that it was put into suspension. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, what was that? Go I ahead. said continue. Okay. Um, it would that was put into suspension, and then I'd get these these letters. If I called somebody, I'd get the runaround. Nobody would answer my questions. Um, where the mortgage, you know, payments were going to, why they were being cashed. Um, why they were being put into suspension. And then, you know, I would get a foreclosure letter or a 90 day notice. And then I would fix it all. I'd spend months on the phone, fixing it all, thinking everything's fine. And it would happen all over again. It was just a pattern. And then I found out because I was a student loan debt counselor and I knew how things worked. Well, they would trigger, um, these computer generated letters. So when I called somebody and then I'd ask for a supervisor, they would tell me it's Mr. So-and-so, here's his number. I'd call that number and then it would just go to a voicemail. I have to leave a voicemail. And then about two, three weeks later, I'd get a computer generated letter saying, call him. I call him, no answer, leave a message. I mean, it was just a, a roundabout loop-de-loop, no answers, nothing. And every time you got a person on customer service, they would either hang up on you or transfer you to another department and you would have to tell your story over and over again. This went on for years. And then I realized something was definitely wrong. And um, that's when I hired two attorneys. Okay. Um, When I Googled attorneys, there weren't too many that took cases for foreclosures. And there's a big reason why. Um, and I don't want to go into that right now, but, um, you know, somebody called me the other day and said the same thing is happening to them. And I said to him, I said, I just need a few pieces of paperwork. I said, and I, you know, have me talk to him so I can tell him exactly what to do because this is, this is going to be a avalanche of problems that are going to come to the fore, you know, come to light very, very soon. Um, 
But with the attorneys, they said it would take years to fight it. And the mental anguish that you're put through. Take years to fight it. So that means you would need lots and lots of money. Millions of dollars. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a person that needs answers. That's like having a funeral without the body. I just. For you. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, listen, I said, my daughter's going up. My only daughter's going off to college and I have nothing better to do. So I'm going to roll up my sleeves and figure this out because we had gotten the case to federal court. And I, you know, helped them with all the paperwork because I had every piece of evidence from day one. And, you know, they told me I needed to get a job because I had to walk away as a student loan debt counselor. I couldn't help these people anymore. And it, I needed a full-time job at home, but to give me time to be able to go through this case and start investigating myself. So I was invited by elite marketers to learn an education program that would give me the skills to not only move forward in my life, but to maybe pick a different career. Um, and it was skills that you probably would spend $100,000 in you know, college loans, which just wasn't my option at that point. You know, So basically you became your own advocate. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, there was other people that had been through the process that were going through the process that we kind of all latched on and would talk to one another. So we knew what was going on, but you know, those people are still out there and there there's going to be millions of other people joining them because they're losing their homes and they wanted to know why, you know, they can't fight it through the court system. You know, they're turning their blind eye on evidence. Wow. What, Tell me this. So did you, did they continue the process and end up foreclosing on you or what happened? Yes, they did. I, the first two I got thrown what out. What was that like? Oh, they served me papers the, the first, the, the weekend after my, I sent my daughter to college for the first time. Wow. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know. Yeah. That was stressful. Yeah. Um, I did get that one um, thrown out. But then right before we got the second one, uh, it was right before Christmas, something happened with our kitchen. And mysteriously, and it literally, we had water damage, like, through the whole entire kitchen. So it had to be gutted. And, you know, it's an insurance, a homeowner's insurance claim. And guess what happened? They made the checkout to the insurance company and the home or the bank and the and the homeowner. And you can imagine that battle <laughs> because here we're trying to put a new kitchen in because we have no kitchen and they're giving us, you know, you, you had to have then to, fight to try to get your money. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, yeah. And they were only giving it in. $3,000 increments. What does that buy? <laughs> you know, Nothing. 10000 to demolish the kitchen. So I ended up having to put my own money, my retirement money into a kitchen. And then when I found um, this program that allowed me to, again, learn new skills, I 
put out almost like a big net and caught all these homeowners that had been gone, going through the same thing I had. And they really helped me to know what was going to come forward soon. So they brought me along the path and I was actually a coach to them for an education program again to either if they're entrepreneurs to bring their you know business online or to be able to you know just get different skills for a new job or a side hustle so they could be able to stay in their homes. Wow. And when that shut down, I closed my laptop and the 3,000 people that I interviewed from every walk of life, whether it was attorneys, judges, law enforcement, nurses, hospital administrators, you name it. And I interviewed them. They were going through the process, even bank tellers and the bank employees, parents were losing their homes for the same bank that they actually work for. Uh, so you can imagine hearing these stories, you know, only makes you want to move forward and figure out a plan to stop it. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, like you said, there are probably a lot of people out there and that's the reason why, you know, I invited you on the show, uh, because my whole goal with my show, um, I don't want to get fame or fortune. I just want to help people. So mm -hmm. I think you spreading this is going to help people. So my next question to you is, how did God help you in all this? How did he help you through it? Because, I mean, it sounds like you really went through a lot. And I don't know, a lot of people would just probably just give up or break down. So how did God help you get through this? Well, he woke me up every day uh, in the morning and just helped me along. There was days I was just banging my head against the wall, like, what can I do? I, I'm at a loss. And then all of a sudden, people would cross my path that I needed. You know, that was a God nudge again, you know. So everything's coming together. They say, you know, your tribe comes together with perfect divine timing. And, you know, when he's just putting people in front of me that can actually move this opportunity even further to help these people. So what, um, what happened? Did they, um, you said they tried to foreclose on you twice. Uh -huh. um, you didn't get the insurance money you needed to fix your kitchen. Did you ever get the insurance money to fix, fix your kitchen? I did. Um, the day that it happened, I called the attorneys. And when I said to them, I said, we have a big problem because we were battling it. I said, I just lost my kitchen. And there was just dead silence. And I was like, so has this ever happened? And they're like, no, but we, we know that you can get this done. Give us a call back when you get it done. It took me a month and a half. I spent every waking hour on the phone when I wasn't working, um, trying to get, you know, the contractor paid and, 
you know, the kitchen back because, you know, living in a house with no kitchen for a month and a half, you can imagine. <laughs> it was totally yeah. chaos. Yeah, crazy. Um, and then I called them back a month and a half later and said, I got it done. And they said, we had no qualms that you wouldn't. <laughs> so eventually they just gave in and gave you the check. Is that what happened? No, I had to put out my money. I never got that back because the kitchen was more than they estimated. Okay. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, I had something short story, uh, similar happen to me. Um, I was in, um, Olive Garden and, um, I sat down to eat and, and I love their potato and sausage soup. So I had, um, of course it was all you can eat. I was on my second bowl of potato and sausage soup. And all of a sudden I bite down thinking that it's sausage, which is soft and bit into a large bone and the bone wedged into my tooth. And then when I opened my mouth, it shifted that tooth. Blood was everywhere. And I went to the, to the, my dentist and he was like, wow, he goes, this is really bad. So I, I had talked to the manager before I left and he gave me the number, uh, to, uh, then their insurance company. And, um, I said to the, to the dentist, do what you can do now, but let me contact their insurance company to see, you know, what I have to do. Because I figured maybe they might have dentists that they want me to go to instead of this one, blah, blah, blah. So um, I called the insurance company and they told me that um, the only thing they can uh, do is give me $500. I'm like, well, um, sorry, but I don't know what this is going to cost to fix my mouth. And... Um, I said, I don't want any money. I just want to get my tooth fixed. Well, long story short, um, I was trying to find, because I'm into natural health, I was trying to find a natural doctor because the dentist I had was telling me I had to take all these antibiotics and all these things, and I haven't taken antibiotics in over 30 years, so I'm thinking, wow, this is really going to mess me up. So I was scared, so I tried to look for a natural doctor, and I finally found one, and um, come to find out, they really weren't natural. They gave antibiotics as well. So I went back to my doctor. And when I went back to my doctor, I called them and I told the insurance company what um, my doctor said it would cost. And they said, oh, we, we canceled your case. I said, what? Yeah, because we didn't hear from you. I said, that was two weeks ago. Okay, so you're going to open it back up, right? They go, yeah. I said, okay, well, he's saying, you know, it's going to cost almost five grand to get this all fixed and do everything he needs to do. All right. I said, I'm going to give you the number to my dentist and you're going to communicate with him so that he can get paid. Are we in agreement of that? And they said, yeah. I said, because let me tell you something. All right. You are very lucky today that you have somebody like me that got hurt in one of one of uh, Olive Garden stores because I don't want any money. I just want my tooth fixed. Do you know how much you would get raked over the coals if somebody if this happened to someone else? I understand. I said, okay. So, like I said, we're in agreement that you're going to call my dentist and and make sure he gets paid. Blah blah blah. And they paid him, but yeah, <laughs> could you believe that? No. 
they're going to give me five hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, I got a tooth that shifted. I got an abscess growing. Five hundred dollars isn't even going to cover it. No, no. I said, what is that going to do? That might cover the antibiotic. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for that, but I wanted people to know about that too. Uh, what can you tell people that are struggling with these same issues? Like, give them a rundown, rundown, you know, blow by, by blow by blow description of what the steps they have to take if this comes to them in their life. Well, the first step I want to say is breathe. You are not the only one. There's millions of people. Um, you'll get through it. I can't, I'm not an attorney. I won't, I can't tell you that you're going to keep your home, but I can say the first thing you need to do is pull out your HUD ones. Okay. The second thing is, you need to. Where is that? Is that in their um, the documents that they signed when they first bought the house? Or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And it's they're called HUD ones. Yes. At least in okay. New York, they are. They may have different lingo somewhere else. Um, and first of all, you need to know if you have a judicial state or a non-judicial state. New York's a judicial state, so supposedly it has to go through the court system. That doesn't mean anything. That just means you have longer to be in the house. If you were making these payments and they put them in suspension or they sent them back, put them in a banking account, okay? Whether you lose a house or what, you're going to need money to reestablish, okay? Right. And you want right. to start, Very smart. Really yeah. start thinking about that. Start looking, you know, for somewhere to live just in case. Okay, I don't want I don't want to stop you because what you're saying is all informative. I love it. My question, because people might be thinking this, and then you can continue. You said they might have to go to court. Would they need a lawyer to go to court? Because I know in real estate, if you go to try to put someone out, um, evict someone, you don't need a lawyer. It, it's they say it's advantageous if you get a lawyer, but you don't really need one. So in that case, if they want to take this foreclosure, this bank or, or mortgage company to court and do what you just said they have to do. Do they need a lawyer or can they go on their own? They can go on their own, but they're going to have to do a lot of studying. Um, you know, lawyers, there's not, again, there's not too many that will take cases. Uh, and that's the thing. You have to really sit down and, and think about it, the battle that's ahead. But, you know, call around a lawyer, see if they'll take the case. You know, most of them charge monthly. And in the end, every person that I have dealt with lost their home, no matter whether they had evidence or what. So again, the first thing to do is gather up your closing papers, your original ones, okay? The HUD one that has the breakdown of everything, okay? You're gonna want that. The second thing is pull your credit report. Very, very, you know, important to do that. You need to monitor things. Um, you need to start speaking up. It, it's happened to millions of people that had evidence, okay? So don't be afraid to you know, I know they make you feel like you're just a dirt bag and you didn't pay your bills and blah, blah, blah. 
That's not the case. So don't let them, you know, tear you down. Start speaking up. Start telling your neighbors what's going on. Okay. I know it's hard, but you need to do that to make them aware because they become a neighborhood watch, you know, and they look out for you because if you're going to battle, you again have to be mentally strong. Um, you could get attorneys. It'll take months and months. You have to stay on them. But in the long run, again, it'll co cost millions of dollars to go through the court systems to fight it. Unless you gather up all these cases. And that's where you could possibly win. Okay, so you're saying like... Um get together with people that are going through the same thing, yes. network, and bring your uh, case to the courts. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And So how did you go about that? I just picked up the phone and called an attorney, um, you know, one that I found, and then, you know, had a conference with them and then was turned over to another attorney. And he was an AG, an attorney general. So I did all the work and meaning putting all the paperwork together and handing it off to them. And when they sent a letter, I was asked to be copied in on every per, every correspondence. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. So you and, know what's going on. Well, and you know, I didn't know how to read this. I don't have a law degree. I ended up learning line by line what they were saying. So it, it helped me when the, the case they told me it was going to cost too much money. I ended up, you know, being coached on what to look for, um, you know, and when I had to go into court and to monitor the court proceedings. Because if you just turned a blind eye, blind, or blind eye to it, you would miss the, the courthouse dates. You know, you really had to stay on top of it. Um, again, you know, I want to tell people if you're calling these mortgage servicing companies and you are having a conversation with them, write down who you speak with, what time, um, and pick up your phone and start recording them because they need to stay compliant. They need to start answering people's um, questions. Because if they did, they wouldn't be driven through agony for years and years and years. There's no need for it. Now, hold on one second. Also, um, here's something. You said record them. Don't you have to get permission before you record? You just tell them you're going to be recording just like they do to you. Okay, right. And so that's my thing. Um, we're telling people, okay, record them so you have, you know proof of, of what was said. Right. So, but legally they have to let them know. That's what I wanted the listeners exactly. to know. They yeah. have to let, you know, the people know that they're recording, that they're being recorded. Okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and, and that's kind of a test to see how many representatives are not going to do that because they probably won't China. Huh. They won't go. And so that. that means they have something to hide. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, again, I was a student loan debt counselor. I had to read off a script. So if you asked me a question, I had to read you the same sentence. Do you know how many times I did that? <laughs> I refused. I'm like, 
I can't do that to people. If they're asking questions, it's my job to let them know and to educate them what's going to happen. I can't, I can't just turn the blind eye and not tell them, you know, and I just, it didn't sit right with me. Good for you. Hello everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. I've been working on a lot of things, but one of them is partnering with a company that actually keeps these contact centers compliant, listens to every call on both the consumer and the agent, and directs them on every call so they can solve these problems right then and there. Okay, it could be implemented into banks, contact centers, mortgage companies. All of this can be avoided. So that's one of the projects that I've been working on for about a year and a half. Yeah, that's awesome. Here's my next question. Where do they start to keep their house? And, and, and I know you said they got to look everything up, but is there any more information you can give, you know, if they're going through this and they really don't know what's going on or how to, you know, get through it? They can reach out to somebody that has been through it before. Um, you know, I'm available to take questions and to kind of guide you. And, you know, I've been working on perhaps a survival guide for everyone because, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and, you know, things that I can teach you to look for um, that you're going to need to know. You know, you want to make sure that you land on two feet. And, you know, whether you get a lawyer or not, if you don't get a lawyer, you're going to need to know what's going on. You're going to need to study. So it's just a choice of trying to find a lawyer that will take this case or these cases or do it on your own. And then you have to think, is it worth the battle? Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> Well, if you're getting foreclosed on and you might end up on the street, I think it's kind of worth it to try to fight. You know, um, what was the name of your, I don't know if you want to divulge this, but what was the name of, of this company that tried to do this to you? Do you want to say or no? HSBC. <laughs> okay. All right. Um because I've never heard of the company, but there might be, you know, people out there that have. Um, but it's not just them. It's across yeah. the board. It's right. It's probably other companies as well. Yes. Um, so is there something called a balloon payment that they do some kind of scam with that as well? Um, I read something about that. There's a bunch of scams out there. I mean, there's people that didn't have mortgages. Okay. The house was free and clear. And somebody came in and did a quick, it's called a quick claim deed and stole their house out right out from under them. So there's so many scams going on, but I'm talking about these accounts that were never mortgages. Okay. And they can be found with the coding of the HUD one. Okay. So there's numbers in there, but they mean something. And the thing is, it could be told when you're going to court. The foreclosure was set up in the beginning. Wow. Wow. And it's all in terminology 
that the average person wouldn't know what that meant. No. But it's all right there. It's all right there. And that's why I've been working with robotics company to be able to upload the formula and have people upload their HUD ones so we can find these quicker. Wow, that's incredible, unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got people who are just working Joes and they're out there and they're, you know, doing their nine to fives and coming home and thinking they're paying their mortgages and, you know, thinking it's going to the right places. Okay, um, here's another thing. Um, what is this with this principal and, you know, directly to the payment? What's the better way to make your payments? Is it better for it to go to principal? Is it better to, you know, just um, pay the interest? What, what, what is the better way to make your payments? Well, if you can make an extra couple of payments a year, that's going to cut off some time on the mortgage. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe a little extra on principal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so basically, you had your mortgage. Mm -hmm. You're paying every month. I'm just going to recap here. So you had your mortgage, you're paying every month, and all of a sudden you noticed when you checked online that your money that you was paying was going to a suspension fund. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Am I yes. saying it right? Yes. Okay. So That's then just one part. It was years of this. There's so many things that they were done, done to us. You know, they had some, I don't know who. But there Can was. Can you elaborate a, more on that? There was a bankruptcy that was filed on our behalf. We never filed it. So I knew back in 2009 when I was out to lunch and all my cards shut down, my bank account, that's when I know the exact time that it was filed and went through. I didn't find that on our credit reports till years later. Most of these aren't even, that's why I say check your credit report, because the bank wasn't even reporting that we were paying a mortgage. For years, they didn't. It wasn't even on our credit reports. Wow. Mm -hmm. I found eight cars on our credit reports. Oh, I, it was probably six months that I went through these credit reports. Trying so to you were a victim of credit fraud as well. Oh, absolutely. It, it all goes hand in hand. It all goes hand in hand. And that's why, you know, there's so much more to look out for. Was that person ever found? No. So how was all that rectified? It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm still battling to this day to get that stuff off. Eight cars. Where, you know, if I had eight cars, where, where am I hiding them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can imagine a snowball effect, what it's going to do to somebody. Theft of identity is really getting rampant. And I really feel bad for elderly people because all kinds of things. Uh, I had, my girlfriend told me about her mom. Um, some guys came to her house. I mean, this is how bad it's getting. And um, they told her that her roof had to be repaired. And um, 
she said, oh, you know, I didn't know. You know, she's like 80 years old. And they said, yeah, you're going to need uh, $50,000. And so she wrote them a check for $50,000. She did not know that, first of all, these people were frauding her. Second of all, it doesn't cost $50,000 to replace a roof. So basically they had to, um, you know, called the cops and everything and they got them all involved and but she never got her money back because the money was spent wow. but yeah all kinds of things are going on so um all right so let's continue to recap you realize that something's going on when you looked online you looked online and you've seen that they were putting your payments into suspension mm-hmm. okay then you contacted the bank they gave you the runaround or the mortgage company, right? Oh, they they gave us the runaround from 2008 all in, until we left the house in 2018. So it was 10 years of it. You know, I would get letters in the mail saying that I asked for a forbearance when I didn't. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it was just things like this that, you know, it would be okay for a couple of months, three, four, five months, and then it would start all over again. Um, and then at the end, they just sent all our payments back. You know, I p- had put up the house for sale and it sold in two days. The only thing is they wouldn't give me a payoff. I couldn't get it from a real estate agent. I couldn't get it myself. I couldn't get it from the attorney. They just, in it took them six months to send me a payoff statement. By then it was too late. Wow. And so I just... I had a feeling. I just, I knew after the house sold and and I didn't want to take the offer because I just had this feeling that something would go wrong at the closing table. And, you know, these people think they're coming from California and bought a house. And then all of a sudden, you know, something happens. That's on us. I can't deal with that. Yeah. Take it down. You know. So. So did you end up losing the house? What happened with that house? Yeah, we ended up losing the house. And, you know, to be honest, China, it's the biggest blessing in disguise. The stress that I had to go through on a daily basis. And not to mention, being a debt collector wasn't easy. Knowing these people's stories and, you know, it just tugs at my heart. And then when they started saying, oh, I've been put into foreclosure, that's when my ears went up. And I knew that I needed to... I needed to ask questions and I needed to know their story. But here I am working for federal government. I can't. Um, But that kind of tipped me off too, that something was going on. And then when I met all of these other people that were, you know, battling the same thing I was, they were, they were from every walk of life. And I telling you, they were, doctors, they were law enforcement, they were realtors, they were bank employees. So it just didn't hit, you know, like everybody is led to believe that, you know, you didn't pay your bills, you're on drugs, you should be under a brick. It's not that way. And I want people to, to realize you need to start standing up and speaking. Don't be afraid. There's millions of people this is going to happen to, and millions that it already has. Yeah. 
Yeah, what else? What else uh, happened to you that uh, you want people to know about? Um, just the little obstacles. Um, you know, again, look at the credit reports. And then, you know, there's things happening in your life that you kind of look back at and it's like, that's not a coincidence. You know, there was times when, you know, things on my car just went and there were new cars. Um, my brakes went on the way home from work in a major intersection. And they came back after I got through that intersection. And I live, I lived up on a hill. And the next day, my husband said, you know, I came home and I was quite upset because I went to stop and I couldn't. And he said, I'll take the car and have it looked at. And the mechanic looked at it and he's like, this shouldn't have went. So was it tampered with? I don't know. But I had Chrysler fix it because I was so upset. I'm like, this is under warranty and it shouldn't have happened. But everything was documented what happened. You know, and then I would have these people that would scam artists, you know, approach me and try to take me for $50,000 saying that, oh, yeah, that my daughter caused an accident. No, she just pulled over to make sure these people were all right. And she got blamed for it. So, you know, I had a lot of people that crossed my path that helped me along the way, like the police officer, an FBI agent, a lawyer that showed up at the scene just on our behalf, just to make sure that these, you know, two women weren't going to take me to the cleaners. I mean, just things like that. I mean, looking back through the whole journey, I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, you go through a lot and you don't think about it. And these things happen and maybe they are connected. We talk to enough people that have gone through this and they can tell you stories that will just make your hand, hair stand up on your arms. You know, and these are ex-reporters that it happened to. Yeah, well, you have really been through a lot. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And... You seem okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, <Buck. laughs> how, how are you doing lately? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just, um, adopted a cat last week and, you know, of course I'm allergic to it. So, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, at a start on allergy pills. Yeah. Uh, but they're so cute, right? I know. I just can't, <laughs> I just couldn't leave it because God forbid Something happened to her, get run over or eaten by a coyote or a fox. Yeah. I just didn't want that on my conscience. So now you're a cat lady. <laughs> well, I found out that you're a cat lady if you have two or more. <laughs> okay. So I'm good. I only have one. <laughs> so my last question, we already said you already established the fact that you don't need a lawyer through all this time. Are there any websites out there that people could look up, you know, in, in their quest to find help and, you know, um, you know, get some answers? Do you know of any websites that they could maybe go to? Well, you can Google foreclosure. You can Google foreclosure lawyers and you can start doing your research on how long it will take, what, you know, the process of the court is uh, and start there. You're, it's a learning curve. Um, you're going to have to learn, you know, the lingo. 
And most average people aren't going to want to do as much as I did. But I wanted my answers. And, you know, you just keep going. But if you're going to hire an attorney, expect to spend lots of money. And there's no guarantee at all. You can have all the evidence of the world, but if they're just stamping it foreclosure and not looking at it, then you know there's a problem. Hey guys, this is your girl, China. I just want to give you Lisa Oshman's email in case you have any questions for her. It is Lisa Ashman, I-N-C at gmail.com. Okay, back to the show. Yeah. And expect to police everything, too. Because even if you have a lawyer, you still got to police everything. You still got to, you know, be on top of them. You know, uh, it, it's crazy. But you, I'm sure you experienced that, did you? Oh, absolutely. I called once a week. I need an update. You know, I needed all the paperwork sent to me so I could go through it and start learning exactly what that said on that piece of paperwork that they sent in. You know, um, most people won't do that. They will leave it up to the attorneys, you know, and, you know, since then there's been many, many cases. Um, my attorney actually went on to do a five-part series called The Con. Okay. There was another attorney that was from Florida that tried over 200 cases. He wrote a book. I flew to Florida to meet him. Um, and, you know, he was disbarred, his reputation ruined. Oh, yeah. So there's not too many that want to take Because he, he tried to fight them. Uh-huh. Wow. You got to know the big bear that you are poking. Because it's a big bear. <laughs> Billion dollar business, maybe, right? Yeah. Taking people's houses. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, yeah, so um, you're saying basically uh, Google lawyers that can help you. Um, what if this average person can't afford a lawyer? I know you said you had to get a lawyer and it cost you a lot of money, but what if they can't afford a lawyer? Then what? They got to bone up on all this information? Either that or they can, you know, they can write a letter to their senators or congressmen, let them know what's happening. Um, they can, you know, write a letter to the New York banking system. Let I mean, these are the steps that you should take. You should, you know, maybe Google if there's any kind of, um, pro bono attorneys. Um, you know, there's these, I'm not sure what you call them. They're places that help people that have been put, you know, in behind or whatever. You can, you know, reach out to your local authorities, um, you can find all that for housing, you know, reach out to them, but just being, you know, a person that it's experienced at all, I can tell you one thing, every person that I know has lost either their home or their life fighting it. There's people that started on the journey with me that are no longer with me. The stress enough would cause somebody to become very, very ill. Absolutely, yeah. Now, 
you said you ended up losing your house because mm-hmm. they wouldn't give you, um, you know, sign off on it. Um, how did you get another house then? How did, I, how did, did, I, t- I took advantage of that and thought, well, I'm getting older and I don't need to do yard work anymore. And I don't need to pay for all the space that we weren't using. So it's a blessing in disguise. I downsized and I couldn't be happier. I pay my rent. It goes right out of my checking account, is invoiced. I'm not spending hours and years trying to figure out where my money went. So it is a blessing in disguise. It's temporary, um, but it's a roof over our head. And, you know, sometimes people can't get that vision in the future. You just have to work. You just have to think about it every day and know that you're going to come out standing two feet upright no matter what because god's with you wow you you have been through so much girl well that's why i wrote a book (laughs) yeah 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 well it's probably going to be one of the best sellers because people need to know people need to know but you 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 came out from the other side okay with god's help right absolutely sure did yeah and it all worked out it did no more no more stress or worrying about it you know i i look back and i'm like how did i do it how did you do it because i'm totally holistic i don't take pills or anything like that i'm the same way and you know a lot of meditation Mm -hmm. yeah meditation is good in fact um i want to do a show on meditation because it there is so much stress in the world today and we have to deal with so much. I think meditation would help a lot of people and I don't think a lot of people know about it, but it does help. It does help. And, and I don't know about you, but when I meditate, I ask God to help me and you know, all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I could imagine it helping you really, because then you could start fresh every day. Right. Is that what happened? Right. You know, I had, a sale that actually I got rid of the whole entire contents of the house and for bottom, bottom prices, but the things that I gave away to my neighbors, they could use, you know, there was a a family that came from California, had four, four or five kids and they needed all of this stuff. And I said, you know what, take my, take my kitchen, you know, everything, the contents, the, the baking stuff, the ch- KitchenAid mixer, everything, take it and and cook your family meals. So that's why you, you're blessed, right? No yes. matter what. Absolutely. It's not about the material things. And you realize I was fighting for four walls. Was it worth it? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many cases and it's going to happen to people worldwide. And I think the if you're going to fight, you, you fight quietly, okay? And, you know, it'll work out, but I, I'm not going to ever tell somebody that they're going to keep their house because I just can't lie to them. It's, it's bigger than anybody thinks. And until they wake up and want to fix it, because Lord knows I've jumped up and down, put it all in their faces. And obviously, it's not worth it to them to fix it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you got to go before Congress and see what you could do about it, too. Because I think um, Congress needs to hear about this as well. Yeah. And then maybe some laws would be changed, you know, and um, things should, because somebody's got to hold these people accountable. Well, you know what, China? I think that eventually they're all going to be exposed. It, there's no way around it. And, you know, knowing what they did with the formula and being able to partner with these other software companies, you know, to say, listen, let's upload it and start helping these people have them send over their, you know, what we're looking for. If we find enough accounts with these banks, maybe they won't turn their blind eye. Cause I, you know, I spent about a year actually connecting to every banker around the world. So they know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And evidence is key. You need evidence. You just can't go before Congress and say, Hey, you know, this happened to so-and-so. Well, where's your proof? They're going to say, you know. So, yeah, if that company could team up with, uh, you know, individuals that are losing their home and have the documentation that's needed, um, that would be very good to show. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, every day I work towards that, um, trying to find a solution to fix this and stop these foreclosures. Because if I could do anything, I'd like to shave off years of agony for people. God bless you, because man, oh man. I mean, you don't have to keep doing this, but you, you still are, because you know what you went through, right. and you're trying to help people who might be going through the same thing. Well, like I said, God bless you for that. Thank you. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um you were a great guest. You really were, and very informative. And um, I thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Come back and let me know, you know, any new developments. Absolutely, I will. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you I was lost and you found me I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving God, you stood with open arms.